life does not always go as planned. You may be on plan B, C, D, E, F, or G, and that's okay. Life can be beautiful and messy. It doesn't have to be perfect. After crying on my kitchen floor for nearly two years, when my first husband left, I found my plan B and a depth of resilience I didn't even know I had. I'm Beth Pass, life coach. Have you ever needed to really reinvent yourself? I redesigned my life by allowing my feelings, forgiving and accepting myself in the new reality, really surrendering, plus connecting with others. We don't have to do it alone. Reframing our negative thoughts and emotions and by not looking too far down the road. Now I have an incurable joy and zest for life. My favorite hashtag is what if it's better? (laughs) If you're looking for motivation and inspiration with other resilient, fun, successful midlife women, keep listening to the Pain to Power podcast. You'll meet amazing women who dropped being the victim and found victory. Listen in to create a spark in you to navigate this wild ride called life that comes with living full out. Hello, podcast listeners, and hello, Susie Q. I'm so glad you're with me today. Thanks so much for having me, Beth. You guys, right before I hit record, we were just catching up before we got started. And Susie Q says, I love my life. And I'm like, oh, I can think of nobody I would rather be with in this moment than you, Susie Q. So listeners, let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. Susie Q started her professional dance career in Los Angeles at 19 and proceeded to work with some of the biggest names in the music industry, including Madonna, Pink, I'm like such a Pink fan, Rihanna, Justin Timberlake, Jay-Z, and the Black Eyed Peas. In the past two decades, she has studied and become an expert in transcendent modalities, including kundalini yoga. Did I say that right? Yeah, you got it. Meditation, hypnosis, transformational coaching, and more. She is now being recognized, and I love this title, Career Shift Queen. Queen being my favorite part of that. (laughs) It's really supporting women to leave unsatisfied work and embrace their passion and their purpose, freeing them from confusion, procrastination, and indecision. Susie Q guides her clients to clear old patterns and habits, empowering them to create their life on their own terms. With her unique expertise, she is able to help her clients reach new heights of excellence, which again, every piece of that bio screams you right down to the very last word of excellence. So I also am lucky enough to be Susie Q's friend in real life, guys. So welcome, welcome. Tell us where you're zooming in from. And I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much, Beth. It's like I said, it's such an honor and pleasure to be here. I love what you're up to in the world. And I love that I get to be a part of it and that we get to be friends too. I am zooming in from Los Angeles, California. I actually live in San Clemente currently. 
And I'm up here for work a lot still in the entertainment industry and also in the healing arts. I live in both cities. However, I really do enjoy the chill, like calm calm nature of San Clemente, which is just an hour south of Los Angeles. It's a cute little beach town. And I do love it. That's my deal. (laughs) And those of you that are just listening to us today, let me describe the deliciousness of how Susie Q is showing up here today. Aside from her bright colored bangs, which I love. I think it's so edgy to wear bangs and these beautiful earrings that are circular and illuminescent and fun and playful and all the things. So I just love your style and you haven't barely started speaking to our audience yet. Yeah, it's fun. And these, these earrings are actually, I have so many talented and creative friends. These are from Delvalo Designs and, and she makes amazing, incredible jewelry. Some are even one of a kind. And yeah, so you can find her at, I think, I believe it's Delvalo underscore designs on Instagram for any of you listeners who are interested. (laughs) Yeah, I absolutely love it. Let's dive right into I love that you said yes to my invitation to talk about our pain because pain can paralyze us. It can keep us stuck. And what I see in you is that your pain has highlighted who you get to be in the world. I see you standing right up on top of some of the mess that used to be your pain in younger years. I also love being friends with somebody who's 20 years younger than me, I'm guessing about. No, um, I don't think it's that much. 15 or 10. You <laughs> always have a perspective of, you remember very clearly when you were growing up and I have these teenage kids and I'm always like this old school mom a bit. And so you get to clunk me on the head in our friendship and say, Beth, I did that too. I did that. It's going to be okay. Again, I hope my gratitude is coming through for who you are as a person, but share with our audience what your pain has been in the past and get us started. Okay. Thanks so much. And I love that I can be that other perspective for you when it comes to your kids, because I definitely had, we'll call it a colorful journey in my early twenties. And I turned out great. (laughs) That's my favorite part. Just because kids are finding their way in interesting and maybe not so productive ways sometimes that the intention is that we hold the space for them to find their way. So yes, my pain, I will say it was very challenging. I was born into a very conservative, strict family home. And I was just like this free spirit artist and I didn't really fit in. And my parents didn't really know what to do do with me. I actually remember when I was old enough for my parents to leave me at home alone, I would look for my adoption papers because I was like, who are these people? They don't think like me. They don't act like me. And I don't look like them. Of course, as I got older, I realized I totally look like my dad with my mom's eyes, like 100%. These are my parents. I believe 
that we choose our parents when we come into this world. And it all makes sense now to me. But at the time, I just did not understand what was going on. And I felt very judged. I felt like I couldn't be myself. I felt all these restrictions of a conservative Christian upbringing that did not support my full self-expression. My mom's religion at the time was Seventh-day Adventism, and it's like Footloose. They believe that dancing is sinful and worldly. (laughs) And I was... You're like, that's... How can that be? I must be adopted. (laughs) I can see where that... Yeah. And the cool thing about my mom was, is that she let me dance anyway, because in her heart, she did not believe that. She also, she was a ballroom dancer and she and my dad still dance today in their eighties. They do ballroom dancing. They do performances. It's really wonderful. I remember sitting in some of those little tiny plastic chairs at Sabbath school and the Sabbath school teacher us that dancing was sinful and worldly. And I remember sitting there and thinking as a little kid, okay. So why would God give me a passion and a talent for something that's wrong? And I said, that's not God to me Yeah, because dancing to me was a channel from the divine. It's, it can be like a prayer. And so I just knew at that point that that religion didn't work for me. Those, the dogmatic parts, yes, like God is love and I love Christ consciousness and, and Jesus is my homeboy, (laughs) but all of the rules and limitations on how you can express yourself, it was skirts below the knees, not really makeup or jewelry, no piercing, no tattoos, I do all of those things and I'm still a good person. (laughs) Yeah. It's such a beautiful message of when we're young like that, I imagine you accepted it and made yourself wrong about it for a bit. I don't, I'm guessing not as long as maybe I would have when I was growing up, I would have thought I'm the crazy one here. I'm not doing it right. And I, I feel like you didn't, stay in that stuck mode for long. You stayed curious. Yes. So I was very conflicted. That's how I felt. I felt very conflicted. I didn't accept it as mine. I was confused and conflicted. And where the confusion also lied is that I wanted to be, I'm using air quotes for the people who aren't looking at me right now. I wanted to be a good girl to do what was right by my family and by God. And so who I naturally was authentically was conflicting with the rules and regulations and dogma of the religions. And now what was really interesting too, and at the time I did not see it as benefiting me And if you don't know this yet, listeners, life is happening for you, not to you. (laughs) And even if you can't see it. So at the time, my parents were actually two different religions. My dad was Catholic and my mom was Seventh-day Adventist. 
And what that meant was I went to church on Saturday with my mom and I went to church on Sunday with my dad. So at an early age, I got to see that people who love each other, right? My parents are married. They love each other. People who love each other can believe different things. That's refreshing. And yeah. And had I only been brought up in one religion, I wouldn't have had that perspective. And so even though I was super annoyed and I've told this story before, <laughs> I'll tell it again. That I was super annoyed that I had to get up seven days a week for five days a week for school. And then the weekend for church, I never got to sleep in. I was like, oh, I just want to sleep in. This is not working for my teenage years. <laughs> or even earlier, it was just, there was always some type of commitment each day. However, I am so grateful for the perspective and to know that if my parents can believe different things from each other, then I can believe different things from my parents. And even though it was a hard, challenging, and somewhat painful journey, I got to share with both of my parents that I didn't believe entirely what each of their religions taught. I believed in the things that made sense to me. Don't steal, don't lie, treat others with love and kindness. Don't be a cheater. <laughs> I All of those basic things I agreed with. And I remember when I was explaining to my dad that I couldn't confirm in the Catholic faith because I didn't believe all of the things that Catholicism teaches. And I said, what I do believe is that I believe that you shouldn't lie. So if I were to confirm, that would be a lie. That <laughs> is a core value of mine. And he was really cool about it. He's a six foot three tall dude, very militant. And I was like this little pixie child, just wild and free. And so it, I believe in a, I think you're at 12 maybe is when you confirm and I remember saying to him that I exactly what I just shared. And he said, okay, I'll make you a deal. <laughs> you take the class all year long. I've been taking catechism classes since I was in kindergarten. So it wasn't new to me, but I was like, okay. And he said, at the end, if you still believe the same, it's your choice. It's up to you. And I said, of course, that makes sense. Educate yourself and then make a choice. And he respected at the, I took the course every week and I'm sure the weeks that I was gone, the priest and deacon were very happy that the child who questions everything was not there. <laughs> and then at the end, I did not confirm in the Catholic faith and my dad respected that. That was quite a challenge and a journey, but I did. I took the pain of not fitting in, of believing something different and turned it into courage and what I received for that was respect. I feel very grateful to my mom and dad for them accepting me. And it was hard for them to accept me for who I was because I was so, so different and always challenging them. <laughs> and I feel like as a parent, we think that the, our kids are these little extensions of ourselves. And what will people think of them as parents with somebody who goes through all the classes and then doesn't confirm? And yet, how thoughtful of you, how 
conscious of you to say, I will take the classes. I am open to hearing. And then I get to make my decision. It it was an empowering deal your dad had for you. And one of my favorite little pieces in there is when you were grateful for your parents, you basically switched into gratitude about having parents that would allow you to explore and weren't judging you really. I feel like they were pretty dang cool about it, which is why you're a cool person about it. Yeah. And I know it was hard for them. I know it was hard. And I'll fast forward a bit into my early twenties when I I guess you'll call it experimenting, but I was using drugs because I do have this value about not lying. And because I did lie to my parents about, because they were so strict when I was a teenager that I had to lie to do normal things like to go to a concert And, but that's not who I was. So when I went to college or actually, was it when I moved out here? I think it was when I moved out to California at 19, I made a commitment to myself that I would not lie to my parents. I wouldn't offer them information, but if they asked, I would answer truthfully because I didn't want to hide who I was because that was too painful. And when it did come out, my mom wound up asking me if I had done some drugs and I told her yes. And that I watched her idea about me and her idea about being a successful parent. I watched it crumble in front of my eyes and that was hard to see. And I know for a handful of years, she was very embarrassed And she felt that she had failed as a mother because of how I turned out. Mm. And that was super painful (laughs) to know that your mom thinks she failed because of how you turned out. And I remember at one point, I just came to the realization that if she felt that she was a failure, she didn't actually know who I was. Because if she knew who I was, she would be so proud and just so happy that I was her daughter. And that's where we're at now, which I'm so grateful for. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't make up a story. You literally said she would celebrate if she knew. And so she doesn't know what she doesn't know instead of taking this so personal. So I want to underscore that for our listeners. It's like, where do we tell ourselves a story that it's all because of us? You were like, she doesn't know what she doesn't know. And again, a little bit of gratitude there for acceptance and allowing. So from these family and societal norms that you've really had to live under for a big portion of your growing up years, then moving away, which I see that as a pattern. And I have a daughter who's moved to Phoenix and a brother who moved to South Florida. If you don't really feel accepted in where you're born and where you go to school, then you're at the first turn. You're out of there. You're like, I'm going to go find my people. And so I see you moving and moving into your passion and your purpose, but I don't want to gloss over that because that's an important piece. I'm guessing you had support along the way. What did it look like to really bloom? Yeah. Thank you for that question. I did go to college for one year and I was very 
like not happy and maybe even we could say going in the way of depression. My boyfriend at the time, we had broken up and then gotten back together. And that's a whole other story, but he was actually terminally ill. And so that was hard as well. And I wound up going to Las Vegas to a dance convention with my dance teacher that I grew up with, Valerie Webb. She's amazing. And the reason why I got to be a professional dancer in Los Angeles. So she took me to a dance convention in Vegas where I saw a teacher there who had a private studio in Los Angeles. And she was like, Susie Q, what's wrong with you? Like, where's your spark? What's going on? And I was just, I told her what was happening. I couldn't get the classes I wanted. My apartment situation was falling apart. And she said, do you want to come to LA and be on scholarship at my studio? And I get just a little verklempt about it right now because it is these people don't think that your generosity doesn't make a difference, whoever you are. Like it really does. She offered and I had a tongue piercing at the time. And I remember asking my parent and I took it out as soon as she offered it to me. Cause I knew that was going to be a bargaining tool with my parents. <laughs> and so when I came home, I said, Hey, to my parents, I've been offered this scholarship and I would love your support. And my mom said, okay, we're going to go talk about it. So they went and they talked about it and they came back and she said, your dad and I talked about it and we want to support you. Just take that thing out of your mouth. <laughs> and I said, I knew you were going to say that. Done. I took it out four days ago. Done. I love it. And that was really hard for my parents because they actually used the money that they had saved for me for college to help pay my rent when I was in Los Angeles for the first couple of years. So I am so grateful that they went against their quote unquote, better judgment <laughs> and supported their daughter in following her dream. Yeah. And <clears throat> yeah, so that's how I got out to Los Angeles was the generosity of my teachers and them seeing something special in me and wanting to support that growth. And that explains so much of how generous of a person you are. We're always scanning. I've been on vacation with you. I've been in San Diego with you where there is a homeless population. It's why you are so aware of how can we be generous, even if we don't have a lot, we can share our time. We can share our interest people. So Boy, you sure live that out in your life. So you had support. You had a teacher believe in you. Say, where is that spark? I love that word. And that was Linda Burnaby Rudder. And, and so I had a, a year scholarship at her studio and assisted her while doing that. And it was really the foundation for me to then grow upon in Los Angeles. And so how do you become a woman now that is supporting other women? You're empowering them as a coach to live a free lifestyle and to go for their passion and find their purpose. Jump from where you are, you're a student, someone believing in you to where you are now. Yeah. So basically I see so many people who have bought into the idea that they are not capable or that society doesn't support 
what it is they truly want to create. And because I fought so fiercely to do it and succeeded, (laughs) I am so inspired and just like overflowing with wanting to support women. And I do have some male clients too, but in stepping into their greatness and showing them that they are capable and it is possible and that they get to have support. That's a major element that is missing. So I grew up in the dance world. We have teachers, we have mentors, we have coaches, right? Athletes, same things, teachers, mentors, coaches, but entrepreneurs, you think you got to do it all by yourself? No, you get to have teachers, mentors, coaches. And that's how you really collapse time and make it happen. The old way was like, go to college, get a job. That was a path for many. Sure, there's entrepreneurs that go outside of that. But there's a lot of people who get stuck in that one, two, three. And forget that when they do start to want to do the entrepreneur route, having a coach is taboo or it's like admitting that you're weak or whatever it is. But if you look at the highest performing athletes, they all have coaches. (laughs) If you want to be successful, you get to have a coach. That is what has really inspired me is I've always worked with coaches to be excellent. And so now I want to be that support for others stepping into their excellence. I love it. And I just want to do one tiny plug for your book. You have some great hacks for being productive. So check the show notes here, people on the 11 simple ways to end procrastination and reprogram yourself for success. I've read the procrastination hacks and it's good. It's simple. It's easy to digest. It's a fast read. So thanks for putting that out into the world. I would love for you to start wrapping up our time together by sharing. If you were talking to your younger self or somebody who's listening to this, who might not yet be living uncorked and sharing, living in their passion, they have it in them, that song that's not getting out. What's a story or a sentence or a word even that you would have for that younger self spoken from your perspective today? Yes. Okay, great. I love this. So the number one thing I would say is don't let what other people think drive what you do they are not going to be around, especially if you're really young, like your friends in high school, or if you're a young listener, those people, they're probably not going to be around. So who even cares what they think? Just allow yourself to cast off the perception of other people and really go for your dreams. And you'll find Like with me, my wild and free spirit, my, the way I would express myself, like with these earrings and just like bold dressing, that is what made me so memorable in the entertainment industry and what got me jobs. So that would be my thing that I would just say, let yourself just be free and be yourself. This is the quote that I love. Those who mind don't matter. And those who matter don't mind. 
I love it. That's the mic drop moment to end. (laughs) Susie Q, thank you for being yourself so fully, so boldly for me and my audience. And to everyone else, I'll see you on the next Pain to Power podcast. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. I'm so grateful you tuned in to another episode of Pain to Power podcast. Each month, I'm committed to bringing you juicy, raw, real life stories and shine a light on the women whose lives are often very messy and yet they dropped being a victim to their life circumstances and stood in victory in their thoughts and emotions. I love to inspire and motivate women to love their life. If you want to receive more inspiration, come play in my private Facebook group called Best Life Tribe for inspiration on the daily or join my email list for connections, strategies, and tips. Join at BethMottPass.com. I am a certified coach, trainer, and speaker. I lead inspiring private and small group workshops, resulting in authentic coaching in a vibrant community. I host personal and group retreats as well as virtual gatherings designed to ignite your life and get you back to loving your life. Let's get social, connect with me on Facebook at Beth Pass Coach or Instagram at Beth Pass or on LinkedIn at Beth Pass.